What's up, everyone, and welcome back to The Perspective. I'm your host, Ethan Michael, and alongside me is the lovely Martin Robert. Martin, how are you? I'm doing great, man. Had a day off work today. It's a good day. How are you? I'm doing good. Uh, by the way, if you have a supernatural claim, conspiracy theory, or belief in aliens, call the number at the bottom of the screen, 951-364-2430. We want to talk to you. Hey, Martin. Before we get to our caller, I have a really important question for you. Yeah, what's up? Did you get Twitter yet? No, not yet. <sighs> Come I'm on! My, I'm dragging my feet. Should I just go make one right now? Should this do be like it, a live right experience? Right now, and then I okay. can add it to the description of the video. So I have somewhere to send you. Because when people say, hey, where can I check out Martin? I have to say, well, I don't know. What if I don't want people to check me out? You want people to check you out. You're a good <laughs> voice. The community needs to hear you. I'm just kidding. All right, one sec. Oh, crap, dude. I forgot my water. Oh, no. Well, why don't you uh, go get that? We're not. <laughs> I think I might need to. Can, can you vamp for just 30 seconds? Yeah, sure. Do it. Yes, thank you. All right. So um, for anybody watching who's not familiar with who I am, because like we were just joking about, um, I'm relatively unknown in the YouTube circles, and that's not so much intentional, it's just that I'm kind of new here. Uh, I started volunteering with the Atheist Community of Austin. Um, if you're not familiar with the Atheist Experience, that's one of their flagship shows, but I'm actually a voice on the Nonprofits with Ethan Michael, actually, and a bunch of other wonderful people. So if you haven't heard of the Nonprofits podcast, be sure to go ahead and check it out. We uh, talk about relevant political issues. Um, because we're a nonprofit, we have a nonpartisan stance meaning that we don't endorse any candidates. We just talk about the uh, the actual issues at hand, and we have a really great conversation every time that I've been on it. Whatever he said. Um, and <laughs> just plug in the nonprofits. <laughs> um, to the person that said, love you guys, thank you. Uh, but we can't see your name. So in the description of the video, um, if you click like accept StreamYard or something, then we'll be able to see what you're, who's commenting. Um, and also, if you want to watch us on YouTube, there is a link in the description. That's usually where all the fun comments go. Uh, anyways, you ready to get to our first caller? Oh, yeah. Let's do this. I'm excited. We're about to talk about Bigfoot for the first time on this show. James, you're on with Ethan and Martin. How are you? Oh, hello, Ethan and Martin. I heard this discussion that you guys are in Austin, huh? Uh, well, Martin is. Actually, right no, no. I'm in, I'm in Florida. No, oh. no. I yeah, the only thing that I said was that I volunteer with the atheist community of Austin, but I didn't mention that I volunteer remotely. Um, I probably okay. should have added that. Yeah, I'm in uh, I'm in Florida, in South Florida, and Ethan is in. Uh, where are you, Ethan? I'm in Chicago. In, in Chicago, crappy cold yeah. weather. You're mentioning most of my favorite cities in the country, and I'm oh, I'm nice. your neighbor. Uh, in that I am in Alabama. So. <laughs> oh, cool. Well, thanks for calling, man. Are you in? The no problem. Are you in the Bible Belt? Oh, yeah, sort of, to some degree. I'm, I'm largely in Birmingham, oh, so okay. not too bad. But the, gotcha. there's plenty of deep belts here for sure. <laughs> oh, cool. All right, so Bigfoot. Uh, well, tell us about. It. Uh, well, you know, when you asked this about believing in conspiracy, I'm glad you changed it to supernatural claim because I. I think Bigfoot falls into that. And I, I am in the thing of like, I've kind of believed this with no evidence at all. I, and I think it's just from having grown up in the seventies, 
because I'm 55, that there were all these very strange television shows and movies when I was a kid that talked about Bigfoot. And I lived out in the middle of the country and there was like no other houses around. There were lots of woods. And so I built up this belief that this thing was out there over a long period of time. And despite the fact that I've sort of like discarded like my belief in God and my belief in, you know, all sorts of other things that I probably believed as a kid, I can't seem to let this one go. And I'm not really completely sure why. <laughs> so what what specifically was so convincing to you of Bigfoot? Yeah. That's, that's oh fear it was fear we can do that we can already like pave that over because it totally was this fear because when i was a kid and I, I i honestly have dug around many times to find out like what is this movie but there was a movie in the 70s and it was in the theater and it was kind of like a docudrama and not really a mockumentary of like bigfoot and it was just framed the way all those old 70s sort of like or 80s what was the thing with leonard nimoy uh, but like those shows where they they're, they're making these claims about that you know there's this supernatural thing and like nobody can disprove it and it's it, you know when you're really young and they add that sort of like mysterious element and a lot of people think it's real and here's the evidence and you see these weird pictures or you see these weird videos um, for me because I lived out in the woods it just created this real big fear in me of like especially at nighttime, I would be really kind of terrified of thinking about Bigfoot when I was growing up. And, you know, and it really extended into my teenage years because during that time, the place I grew up in in Alabama, there were like a lot of like local stories of, of other types of creatures. You know, it was just, I I think cryptids were just such a big thing in the seventies and uh, you know, it, it, Bigfoot even came to things like the Bionic Man television show. And so it was just, I don't know, it was really, really so deep in the culture at the time for whatever reason, I'm not even sure. But it, it boy, it got its hooks into me and I, it has never let go. It's the one thing that's like, this, I think I still believe that this thing is real. So when you say, are, are you like scared of Bigfoot right now? No, as an adult, no, no. Oh. Uh, I think it would just be interesting <laughs> if, if it were right. true. <laughs> okay, and I, I hear you that yeah. it would be interesting for sure. Um, mm-hmm. Trying to think about how I want to how I want to get at this, Ethan. You got you got something. I was actually wondering the same thing right now. <laughs> so so here's here's the thing. Um, not to not to completely just move past your experience, but just to add to it. Uh, I grew up in in rural New York, um, around the Ithaca area, let's say. Um, and I did a lot of camping as a uh, as a kid. I'm actually an Eagle Scout. And we had all sorts of ghost stories out in the woods and like people took them to various degrees yeah. of, of seriousness, you know. Um, but yeah, I know, I know people who swore up and down when they were younger that they saw a ghost in a uh, in like a boathouse or something like that. Like I can think of a friend who who said that. And if I asked him today, I can almost guarantee you he would say that he does not believe that thing anymore. Um, and he and he didn't actually see it. Um so it, it sounds like it's kind of just like a relic of the past for you, but at the same time, there's a certain nostalgia value to it. Um, it's like you said, like, what would it be? It would, it would be cool if it were true, right? Right, right. And I and in somewhere in my head, I, I 
will say, like, I think I have this weird belief that it is true. And, and again, with no real evidence, I think it's just a, a, an emotional thing, probably the way maybe a lot of people feel about religion or how a lot of people feel about whatever conspiracy theory that they've latched onto of like, well, there's, there's all this sort of tertiary and circumstantial evidence, but there's really nothing out there that's like, you know, look, here's this thing repeatedly. We can go out in the woods and we can gauge and find Bigfoot and we can talk to him or we can, you know, at, at least like, you know, watch him and, you know, do it in a scientific way. But none of that's there. And it's, But it doesn't matter in my head. It's like, I think this might be real and I'm not sure why. I, and I, like I said, it, there's no defense of it. I just don't believe it. <laughs> so, right. This. What would it take to yeah sh- to shake your confidence in that? Uh, yeah, it's a it's a really good question. Uh, I, it's you know it's it's weird, right? Is is when you believe I think in something that can't be disproven or proven, well then. All you have is 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 believing in something, and I and I really well, literally spend a lot of time in my own head thinking about, and this was, and, uh, and this may be even something you guys discuss frequently is why humans believe anything at all, right? It's like w- why we accept that it's okay to believe things as opposed to just accept that that the way things are, and I've discussed it with like you know with my family and my friends of like you know and, and my perspective of it is sometime that that it might be a thing that humans move past that that we yeah. as hey, can I, is, um, we stop can i pause stop you for just a sec i'm sorry i don't i don't mean to yeah. interrupt there's just something that you said that i wanted to address um you said sure, that sure. you said that either accepting things the way they are versus believing in things so you think that accepting things yeah. the way they are isn't believing in things that's a good question, right? I mean, we. I think you'd still you would still up, believe in something. It's the same as accepting it, right? <laughs> right, right. But when you said that Go we ahead. can neither prove nor disprove this thing, um, oh, and just so you know, there is like a one one or two second delay between us, so no no talking over is intentional on our part, except for when I did politely try to imp- interrupt you, just just <laughs> so I could say that one point. But uh, but yeah, I'm not trying I'm not trying to talk over you repeatedly. Um, but no, what I wanted to say was, um, we do have a way to disprove Bigfoot, at least to a large degree, and that's satellite imagery. I mean, am I saying that anybody has, has looked through every frame of every photo? No, but I mean, we have many, many satellites um, t- taking images around the globe. I think if there was substantial evidence that, you know, at this point it would come out, whereas 50 years ago, or maybe in your childhood well sorry you said the 70s right yeah that was about 40 or 50 years ago yeah. oh yeah it was, um, yeah it was basically i'm 55 now so i was gotcha five in 1970 and so throughout the 70s i'm between five and you know 15 so right yeah. and they didn't they didn't have satellite imagery to to document the entire globe at that point so so that wouldn't even be a relevant talking point so you see how, like, as well, time goes on, I mean, we, we have new yeah, ways if, of testing these were, claims. If I were in a defense mode about it, I suspect I would say, well, we still come up with with new discoveries of, like, large mammals, like big cats, on a semi-regular basis that are in these weird spots that we we probably do have a lot of imagery of it, but that we, 
you know, we, we still have these discoveries happen of like, hey, we haven't seen this big cat in 50 years. And here he is. <laughs> He's showing up on these cameras and we rarely ever see them. Now, I right, also... But, but has Bigfoot ever been I seen? Though? That's, the, that's the question. Sorry, that's, go ahead. I was actually... Yeah, but I'm, I'm kind of in the same party as you guys, whereas, like, I feel like, look, everybody and their brother has a camera or two of them. And th the fact that there are no good pictures of Bigfoot, this should completely dispel the fact that I believe it. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, why in the world would I continue to believe this when I, again, it's the same thing right. with like, it, with anything where, where there's all this imagery out there, there are people everywhere. And it's like, look, if people are claiming to see it and you still can't get pictures of it, despite the, like, just like, just so many available ways to image things. So it's like, it's, why in the world do I believe this? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Like that, I said, it, it sounds like there's a certain nostalgia value. Sorry, Ethan, go ahead. No, I was going to say that's, that's, that's very honest of you to admit that you, you don't know why you believe this. And it sounds like you're doing a very good job of already questioning it. Um, sure. Sure. I think, I think about it frequently. Like this is so dumb. There's no reason for me to believe this. And, and again, I almost feel like it is just an emotional belief. Like, like a like a phantom i don't believe it as truth but i believe it as an emotion like almost like a phantom of truth if that makes any sense at all or a shadow of it like you you mean part of it you think part of it is true or it, it comes from something that no, was true I, I, no i just mean more like in my in my self i believe that it it feels like the belief part might just be an emotional leftover like of something that I was like, like you said, that I was nostalgic for as a, as a kid. And then like the, the reality of it is, do, do I see any evidences now? And like, would I stake any sort of like consequences on believing it? Well, no, <laughs> but I feel like emotionally it's the thing that's like, man, I, I still feel like I, I feel like I believe this. And that's what I'm saying is that, feels almost like it's like a, sh a shadow of believing in a fact right and it's almost more like all this left over is believing in the emotion part of it well, right and you know, and that's the thing is is um in my experience feeling like you're right is the same as being wrong up until you realize that you're you were wrong and then you no longer feel like you're wrong. <laughs> you know what you know what i mean I, like, I like that yeah, no, but that's something that you have to keep in mind is that nobody is no to our to my knowledge at least, and I think to Ethan's knowledge as well. Nobody is all knowing. You know, we're all kind of in this together, is how I see it. Yeah. And so, information should be a collaboration, not an exclusive process. And so, if there is evidence of right. Bigfoot out there, that's why I want to see it, is because I want to collaborate on that. You know, but at the same time, barring any evidence of Bigfoot, I think that there's no good reason to believe it. Um, one thing that I wanted to highlight real quick is that the absence of photos of Bigfoot is not what is not or does not disprove Bigfoot. Sorry, the absence of photos of, Dig, of Bigfoot sure. does not disprove Bigfoot. However, it also does not prove anything about Bigfoot. And so absent photos of it, all we have are individual claims. And so we if we look into the documentation of the claims, you know, that's that's where we need to go from here, essentially, if there's no photos. And, and that's where it starts to get really shaky, because there's no actual scientific documentation to mine. Right. There's just right. story time. And, and I will say, guys, stay away from 
you know, the many rabbit holes of people discussing Bigfoot because it's, it's the same sort of, sort of like, uh, can I use language on here? <laughs> uh, as long as it's not a racial slur, yes. I'm good. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it's the same sort of like mind fuck as going down any rabbit hole of a conspiracy is that when you start reading what people, you know, theorize about it, it's like it it messes with your head. And like I remember listening to a podcast uh, and I would listen to it mostly out of a thing of like, well, just trying to figure out why people thought the way they were the way they think. And I don't know if you've heard of this thing. It's called mysterious universe. And I haven't listened to it in years, but it was always very weird. And I didn't really trust the guy, (laughs) but I would listen to it in a sort of like a entertainment value, but they would discuss like the Yowie and the Bigfoot and all these different like cultures that have this thing. And so Mm -hmm. clearly in my head, it's like, well, it doesn't mean that that that's a real thing. It just means that different cultures come up with the same stories you know, for various explanations on anything. But the the rabbit hole is that if you go down too far, you start hearing people say, well, he's not on camera and he never will be because he's a multidimensional creature. And and then it becomes like (laughs) any conspiracy theory where people are just making shit up. And it's like, well, how am I supposed to defend that? I can't. Right. (laughs) To me. And I think that's what starts You're just making up you're making up your own fact about what this thing might be about. And it's like, it doesn't work for me. Uh, no. And I, I think that happens a lot. I think people are prone to once they're, they, they latch on to multiple conspiracy theories at a time. And once you start going down one, you start going down a bunch of others, but um, yes, James, it was uh it was a total pleasure talking to you. You were very yeah. uh, honest, friendly, and you're already questioning your own beliefs. That is frigging awesome. <laughs> yeah thanks for calling in well, james you, we really I, appreciate it's it a routine thing of, of me questioning anything i believe on a regular basis <laughs> so awesome well thanks for uh taking the time to call in with us and talk with us today absolutely it was really great talking to you guys i i really appreciate what you're doing out there thank you appreciate yeah. it i hope you uh thank have you. a wonderful okay. day all right you guys too goodbye bye bye so, Someone in the comments is saying COVID is a hoax. So I would love to talk to you uh, and why you think COVID is a hoax. So 951-364-2430. Or to anyone else, do you have a supernatural claim like ghosts, aliens? Aliens isn't really supernatural, but ghosts, spirits, gods. Or do you have a belief in aliens? Do you think they visited us? Uh, What's one of your favorite conspiracy theories? Are you a member of QAnon? Call us. Numbers at the bottom of the screen. I want um, to talk to Q people. Q people I, need to call. Me too, but they seem to be like disappearing more and more. And to be clear, I don't want to. Um, like we are so disconnected at this point. Like we need to. We need to reach out. Yeah. All right. Let me get our next caller. I have to mute for just a second because they are coming in from the UK, and I'm doing the connection slightly different. So. Yeah. Go ahead. Just give me like. And we are working on a uh, communication here with the United Kingdom. Can you, uh, I, I forgot how to pronounce your name. Could you pronounce your name for me before, before I butcher it? Ayub Malik. <clears throat> Ayub Malik. Ayub. Ayub. 
Can you hear him, Martin? Yeah, yeah, I can hear you. Awesome. So, Ayub, how are you doing today? Very well, good, sir. Yeah, yourselves? Doing well, thank you. So, yes, uh, as I recall, uh, you, you uh, believe like in, in UFOs and aliens. What was one of what you think is like your most compelling story to, to you know, show aliens are yeah. Um For me, I mean, I've, I've had a few experiences myself, which I believe were not uh, of this world or not something that was human made. Um, but also, I mean, I've had an fa amazing fascination with this whole subject for many years. And, um, and I have explored it, I've researched it quite a lot. And, uh, and I remember once when I was uh, at a yoga ashram in the Bahamas, and I went to uh, uh, on a 10 day course, which was run by a Buddhist uh, monk and uh and a and a, and a geshe, geshe and a, and a lama uh, from the buddhist uh, tibetan buddhist tradition and and they were delivering a 10-day discourse on a sp particular buddhist teaching and during the course of this teaching they were talking about how once everybody attains or once an individual attains enlightenment like the lord buddha demonstrated through his life um, then we'll be able to send uh, shades of ourselves or parts of ourselves to different planets throughout the galaxy. We, and we'll appear on those planets as Buddhas with the, with the job of helping to enlighten and, uh, and kind of dispel the ignorance of the people of, on those planets and help them to rise up towards greater levels of freedom, greater levels of understanding, of cooperation, peacefulness, etc., etc., etc. So I learned... Uh, there, you know, and, and when I was talking to some of the, uh, the these Buddhists that were there, they, you know, they, they have a very open belief system in, in life under the world. It's, it's very much enshrined in the whole Tibetan Buddhist philosophy from 2,500 years ago, and um, uh, and they have this concept of life on multi dimensions, uh, uh, part of just part of their philosophy, and many many different facets, many different forms. And, and there's one particular story which I came across, which I found uh, really, really fascinating for me, really kind of uh, sent my spidey senses tingling. <laughs> and, uh, and it's a story which dates back to reportedly kind of third century AD. Okay. And it's a description of an alien visit uh, to the Lord Buddha during his lifetime. And uh, so... And this is something that was translated into English. There is an English version of this uh, report. And it's, it's, it's in a particular book called the Lotus Sutra. And chapter 23 of the Lotus Sutra contains a section in there, quite a significant chunky section that deals with a visit by an alien from another world to this world. And, and it kind of describes how the terrestrial, the Earth Buddha at the time when he was alive, was about to give a very important spiritual teaching. And before he gave that teaching, he, he kind of, uh, there was a dark, there was a flash of light that was sent out from between his eyebrows out into the universe. And this light was seen by beings on other worlds. And uh, there was one particular being who saw this light and was kind of, kind of um, very interested in wanting to know, know more about where this light came from and what it was all about. And then he contacted his own Buddha on his own planet to find out about what this was all about. And then this Buddha... Let me, 
uh, on this little planet yeah. is telling him. Hold on, just uh, a second. Are you? Yep. Uh, so real quick, let me just because uh, there, there's a there's a lot out there. So I have a, a few questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, sure. Um, why why do you think this this particular chapter uh is is reliable to substantiate a belief that aliens uh, exist? Um, I I mean on its own, I wouldn't take it on its own. But for me, I mean, I I believe there is a lot of reports of ufo uh, contacts with ufos and alien beings or beings angelic beings or whatever label you want to call them in not only buddhist traditions but in in christian traditions in the hindu tradition um there in, in the bible i believe the bible is very much like a ufo compendium when you have many descriptions of clouds or pillars of light uh, sure, in many many different chapters and i think and and some of these clouds will carry people um yeah so do you think aliens are supernatural or do you think it's like completely natural like where are you at on that i i would say it's completely natural you know there's so much more uh, to the universe than we than we can perceive with our basic five senses and um and when I kind of started on the spiritual journey myself, when I was a teenager more than 20 years ago, I started to have certain kind of psychic experiences, certain mystical experiences, which kind of proved to me that there is more to life than what we just, what we can perceive without five basic senses. And can, I, can I stop you there to agree with you? Yeah. Okay. I, I agree with you that there is more to life than what we can perceive with our eyes, ears, nose, sense of touch, and what am I missing? Smell. I said Smell. nose. Yeah. I said, no, I said <laughs> oh, nose. Taste. Oh. I didn't say taste. Yeah, there no. we go. Taste and taste. smell. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So anyway, my point being, that's why we have tools to help us observe those things. Um, we have telescopes exactly. to see very far away. We have microscopes to see very small things. We've decided ways to measure those things um, so we can see things beyond our five senses and see in quotes because we're not seeing it directly with our eyes. There's an intermediary device. Um, however, okay. that does give us the ability, at just like an infrared scanner, for example, can see wave or um, yeah, waveforms, I believe is the term, of light that... Uh, Mm -hmm. Wavelengths, wavelengths, that's the word I'm looking for, of light um, that we can't see with yep. our eyes. Um, right. So what I'm what I'm saying is, have you have you tested this with any any sort of equipment or anything, or is this just speculation? Uh, I mean, this is purely. I mean, I, I haven't used instrumentation myself, uh, okay. so for me, it's more of a kind of um, me kind of joining the dots through studying the different evidence of contacts that are that, that are out there. You know, modern day contacts. Right, uh, but do do the other do the other experiences of other people do they agree with you or are you taking their experience as agreement without contacting them? Um 
Some of them I have contacted, but well, uh, give me a percentage compared to the me. compared to the total number that you're imagining or <sighs> citing. Yeah, Whether yeah. I mean, I'm not I'm not asking for um, you for a hard number, but I'm looking at like dozens or hundreds or thousands. Like, what no, are we talking no, about no, here? No, give me a scale. Anywhere near that, really? No, I mean, okay. I would say just a handful. I would say maybe a handful. Okay, seven, maybe seven or eight, a couple of handfuls, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so you you see what I'm what I'm getting after though is that like anybody can pick up an infrared scanner and and see wavelengths of light that you can't see with your eyes. Any any person should be able to do that, and yet multiple people are having this experience. Um, and now if you haven't reached out to other people who've had similar experiences to see if they have the same understanding as you, mm-hmm. that's fine. But I'd recommend doing that. See if see if there's yeah. more people who agree with you. Um, I mean, we we don't necessarily because we haven't had those experiences. But mm-hmm. that's that's the first thing you should be doing is is looking for verification, and also as far and as verification goes, yeah. Yeah. right? Like like I said, um, but you have to keep looking. You can't stop. Like until oh, until everybody agrees on hey. the same thing, it's not a fact. I agree, I, and I okay. am continuing to look. I, I consider cool. myself a researcher. Oh, and a researcher is constantly refining their opinions. They're, they're based on the findings that they have. And, right. no, uh, and this awesome. is what science is about. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I, I'm yeah. not asking in a sense of like disqualifying you, but do you have any degree in science? Um, I want to preclude that by saying that or prelude that, that I, by saying that I do not. Meaning, yeah. no, I, I, I don't have a degree in science. No. no. Okay. But I do have okay. an interest in it and I do see the value in it oh, and I do same. appreciate it science yes yeah no and that's and that's why i said i wanted to cut in things that you said that i agreed with however i don't think that your understanding of of these experiences is necessarily provable um and if it is i would need to see much stronger evidence than this is what i and six people think happened right of course i and i totally get that and it's not really possible for me to kind of explain what all the the depth of research that i've done and convey it all to you in five minutes ten minutes right no and i'm not expect i'm not expecting you to i'm just saying that your sample size lacks depth um and that's that should be your first clue Uh, i was just asked to kind of explain one particular story which i was in the process of doing so that's what i was doing so i was just kind of following the remit go go ahead Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And but yeah, I mean, I'm happy to talk about, you know, lots of different things. But for me, you know, I, I mean, I, I do, you know, after studying the evidence myself, I do believe that there, ha- there is a definite pattern of, of interaction of contact with otherworldly beings mm-hmm. with Earth people. And, and when one starts to study the evidence of that through history, through modern uh, uh, there's many astronauts are coming out and talking. I have talked about this quite openly that aliens do exist. The governments of the world have been covering it up. Um, a lot of scientists are talking about these things. Um, the disclosure project. I don't know if you heard. Have you, have you guys heard about the disclosure project? I have not. No, I have not. No. Where where can I find resources on that? Yeah, there's a there's a Dr. Stephen Greer. And uh, he, with Stephen with a V E N found it nonprofit organization. And, yes, his goal is to and disclose the public. He's been doing a lot of work of UFOs, extraterrestrial intelligence, and advanced energy and propulsion systems. 
Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, so he's, he's been doing a lot of research into this and he's kind of pulled together more than 600 testimonies from military, government, uh, professionals to kind of come together to say that aliens do exist. The governments of the world have covered it up. And um, so that's just one example of evidence that's out there that you could spend days and weeks and months just researching, just trying to get your head around the testimonies and really trying to understand it all. And and uh, But the point I'm trying to make is there's literally so much evidence out there and it's up to the individual to who, who is a researcher, who is interested in these things, who's open-minded, to look at the evidence and try and draw conclusions from them and find the common ground between the evidence. And even so, in, in the different religious... Sorry, yes, yep, same? No, uh, just real quick on the Disclosure Project. I'm attempting to find a website, and I can't find one. I found the Wikipedia page for Stephen Greer. Um, but mm -hmm. I, I can find a book called, uh, disclosure, something about military and government witnesses. Um, but is there a website mm -hmm. you'd like to direct us to? I'm, I'm just, I want to go to the right resource. I don't want to, I don't want to start from the wrong place. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't really follow him so much, so I'm not sure. Cause I know he changes his websites and changes his, uh, what, uh, what he does. So I know there's a lot of YouTube videos with him into being interviewed and, and, um, yeah, yeah okay. I, I, I probably need to, I need to look, look into it myself. Actually. No, no, that's fine. I just I website. So yeah, yeah. I just yeah. knowing that it was a nonprofit, I was expecting it to have a website, and I couldn't find one at first. So I wanted to I wanted to check with you and see if you knew if there was one or not. Um, that's fine either yeah, way. I was yeah. just just wanted the right resource. Here's uh, here's sure. my last question. Why yeah, do you sure, think this isn't at this point common knowledge? Because it is very difficult for people to keep secrets. And if this evidence is out there and, and is this reliable, don't you think it would be covered by most news networks? Um, that's a very good question. Um, I would say that um, I, I, I do feel as though in the, in the news that there is a sea change that's happening. There is a lot more news coming out about uh, re various revelations and, and uh, from the military, from from the U.S. Navy, um, even out, I'm from Britain myself, and there's a there's a former Ministry of Defense official who used to be very much uh, a, very much a skeptic in the beginning, and he's very much now. In, in, this is like 10, 15, 20 years ago. He's, he's very skeptical, very kind of in denial of of these things. But he's well, becoming quick. very much pro alien I, now, and you, um, you can and. Uh, you can be Sorry? Uh, a, a skepticism isn't the denial of something, right? It's the willingness to ask questions. Like for instance, I'm a, a skeptic when it comes to claims around God, because I haven't seen the evidence to support a belief in a God. I'm not saying God doesn't exist. I'm just saying mm -hmm. I'm not convinced that that to me is sure. what, what skepticism is not, uh, not denial. Yeah, and just just oh, real quick to, to US, chime yeah. in off of that, um, I'm I'm of the same position, and I wanted to say that earlier, but I didn't want to interrupt you. Um, well, yeah, I'm not I'm not saying that I don't believe aliens exist. I think that given the way that he, that not just human life, but life on Earth has developed, um, you know, in our best understanding of that, uh, I think that that's entirely possible that that's happened on another planet. However, the universe has been around for X number of years. I'm saying X because we don't know the number. 
Um, there mm -hmm. very well may have been a universe before the Big Bang. We don't know that either. So I, mm -hmm. I, it would be foolish of me to claim that there it has not been life on other planets. But whether or not that life has come to Earth, I'm very skeptical of that because I haven't seen convincing evidence. I've just heard a lot of stories and none of them really line up with each other. I mean, they do in small pockets, sure. but they don't. They don't as a as far as an overarching narrative. Now, again, that isn't mm -hmm. that isn't compelling in the in the sense to say that no aliens exist. I, I would again, I I would be remiss to say that, but also so, I just haven't seen compelling evidence. For the record, sure, sure. I am. I won't make a claim that aliens exist because, again, as as Martin has just said, um, I haven't really seen any compelling compelling evidence for it however i do think it is highly likely that alien life does exist now whether they've in intermingled with our society or even made it here uh, i don't know but in my opinion if they have the technology to make it this this far um there's no way they would get caught by any of our technology they would be hidden from our eyes satellites everything if they have the Not ability to travel these great uh... distances in Not Martin's necessarily. Game, I am making a claim that's correct. Sorry. <laughs> it is highly un... I find it... Oh, whatever. You're fine. No, no, dude. Yeah, we got to yeah. hold ourselves accountable if we're going to call ourselves skeptics. Um, eh, mm -hmm. I call myself a skeptic like half the time. I feel like it turns people off to conversation. It does. That's why we do positive skepticism. Right. No, for sure. Mm -hmm. I just I just don't <laughs> use labels on myself because as soon as, like, as, soon as you say socialist people are like you know ah venezuela and they don't want to talk anymore but uh <laughs> yes. yeah it's, yeah. A tr it's a triggering word to some it is it is and so is skepticism to others so anyway uh, we got labels just ideas we got to wrap up in a moment sure. martin did you have any other questions no i th i think i'm good um just again if you if you have a website or something um you know i want to say you can probably look ethan up on like twitter or facebook or something and post it um you know if you ever want to follow up feel free to give us a call back a good conversation i appreciate you calling yeah thank you so much thank you. you thank you for your time guys i hope you have a good day take care yeah you too take Bye. care well you know, I, it's i'm just happy that we're not getting a bunch of presuppositionalists calling this week <laughs> and we're I don't actually wanna... yeah, other... i don't sorry go ahead no, I, we're actually getting other calls like aliens, Bigfoot, conspiracy. Like if there's a conspiracy theory you believe, heck, even a political opinion you want to discuss, give us a call. We're like the friendly neighborhood skeptics. See what I did there? Ethan's, <gasps> Ethan's friendly. I'm just in the neighborhood. Well, no, I'm just kidding. We have to actually, we have to have a good balance because if there was two of me, it would be too friendly. We need That's to have true. like the... We need to have the counter energy. The okay, I've had enough of these claims. I'm intervening. We're out. You know, it's it's a good balance. And we do have a good amount in common. Yeah, we do. We agree on on most things. We just have slightly different approaches. Exactly. All right. Do we have another right. call? We do, and it's Chris. Uh oh. So, I don't actually know who that is. I've never like I I know who they are through adjacency, but I've never spoken to them. All right, so here's the deal. I, for those watching, uh, Chris has repeatedly called the show, called other shows, doesn't really answer questions, kind of dodges everything. He's continued to, I don't want to say harass, but nonstop message me on Facebook and Twitter, despite me asking him to stop. He's clearly not very good at listening. 
But I'm going to give him one last opportunity. Let me just prelude that by my favorite word tonight, apparently, by saying that uh, my Facebook is not for debate. Um, Please don't come to my Facebook for a debate. Come to my reason why I'm there. So, uh, yeah, please don't do that to me or I will just block you. And if you make another account, I'll block that account. I'm just, you know, block, block, block. All right. So, Chris, here is your last chance, dude. What do you want to talk about? Oh, it's his first chance with me. Yeah, very good evening. Yes, uh, this happens to be part a part two topic that I called in with. I would quickly say, oh, misunderstanding, I only got 10% out of this topic. But we'll, 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 we'll talk offline on that. No, we but, won't. Uh, <laughs> Chris, let me stop you right there. We're, we're not going to talk offline. I do not need okay. any more messages. Please continue. They weren't personal. They weren't messages. They weren't direct messages. Uh, actually, I was speaking to the followers of. And you took it as I'm talking to you directly. No, because I was just, you were sending me messages yeah, ahead, nonstop. Anyways, get to your claim. That's not what this show is about. What's your claim? Yes. Uh, okay. It's just here allying with uh, atheists. Yeah, okay. There's no allying. Get to your uh, claim. Agreeing. Pardon? There's no allying. Just get to your claim. No allying. Well, um, I disagree. I think another content provider used the word twice. Yeah, you're allying with with, uh, non-theists. But anyway, here's the topic. All right. uh, In this respect, taking the task, young earth creationists. Um, I'm not right now debunking. We're not young earth creationists. So if you want to debunk young earth creation, go I to said, a young I said earth I'm not creation. debunking this time as I did on part one calling in. Uh, what it is, is um, I'm citing societal dangers. Even you spoke about politics, even the last Chris, presidential administration. Chris, Chris, dude, what is your claim? Don't tell me this is part three of the 74th discussion on page seven. Tell me what your claim is. Yeah, and remember, I'm new here, so like, don't reference you what's know, happened I'm, before. I'm going, I'm, I'm going off the, the name of the content provide uh, uh, the content uh, show. That will be the perspective. The perspective is um, there are there are maybe fifty fifty camps on theists, the old Earth, and then young Earth. Chris, Jesus, but, you know, there are societal Chris. dangers. What is your claim? Sorry, Martin, are you hearing a claim yet? Am I being? No, just Chris, what's up, man? What do you, what do you want to, what do you want to tell us? No, I, I, this time, as I said on, on the first time I called him with with this topic and you, you gave, you gave a happy wow. When I said, I'm not calling in with any Christian apologetics this time. Okay, so what are you calling about, dude? Come on, man. I got a show to run. What's your claim? It claim? No, there's no claim. Just as I said, um, um, 
I've used the word allying with atheists. And uh, I'll quickly say that uh, another show said, yeah, you're right. Um, and they laughed with me, too. Um, that um, that um, there are Protestant North, Northern Kentucky pastors who hold to uh, theistic evolution, who stand alongside atheists in the annual protests at the uh, Ark Encounter. You know, I could give a quip, you know, giving uh, founder Ken uh, Ham some tough love. Uh, these pastors are first up in arms <laughs> over tax bond money. Chris, uh, granted Chris. The, uh, all right, Chris. but you're just describing things, man. We don't disagree with you that any of that is the case. Yeah, I, I know that uh, your dear co-host said, you know, you, you may be trying to debunk. I said, no, I started to debunk uh, number three. So Chris, that's not my all right, Chris, 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 you're just rambling. I need to know what specifically you're calling about. What is your point? Okay, yes, I do have a point. I do have a point that... Um, that, um, you know, younger creationism, creationism is, is a cousin to, and a factor to, um, global warming denial. Okay, that's, that, that was the point I was going to get to. Yeah, which is, no, that is makes sense. Which is the danger I'm speaking to. So you're against young earth creationists? So are we. I agree with you completely. I think that they're completely wrong. I also think old Earth creationists are wrong. In fact, I think all creationists are wrong. Yeah, the point is that, that, um, you know, our former president was at the wildfires fires in California, and um, Wade Crowfoot was uh, really calling him out. He was saying, you know, um, the president, the president was saying, "Well, you got to clear out the bottoms of the trees or whatever the, the debris," and he said, flat out, "No, sci the scientists aren't really okay. uh, Chris, in the know if, Chris, if global warming is occurring." Okay, Chris, this is unfortunately why other shows have hung up on you and why I have said you can't call back. Everyone else who calls in presents a claim, an opinion, something. You're just telling stories, bro. I don't know what else to do. So, um, you know, if, if I had a clip. Okay. This, okay. This is, this is the Biden administration's opinion against what, what the uh, Trump administration had. What's your point? In denying. In deni in de What's your point? In denying. Um, What's your point? I just said it's a societal danger. Isn't it a societal danger to deny um, global warming? Okay. We agree. Thank yep. you. And have Agreed. a good day. All right. Take care. Thanks for calling. Bye. <laughs> All right. So to those watching, I apologize if I seemed impatient or rude, but you must understand he's been calling for like six, five months, five months, and sends me probably hundreds of messages, then took to Twitter and then started personally messaging my other co-hosts. So if I'm short, 
I have reason to be in this particular scenario. Otherwise, I do want all other callers to feel welcome to present their claim or opinion so we can have an open discussion about it as demonstrated by the first two callers that called it. All right. Next, we have uh, Daniel. Daniel, you're on with Ethan and Martin. How are you? Hey, Ethan. How you been? Good. Yourself? Doing all right. It's, you know who I am. I've been on your show. Uh, uh, <laughs> oh, uh, uh, Daniel Fitzbennett. Oh, Daniel The mental health guy. How, hey, how are you? I, I couldn't help but call because you had the Bigfoot thing going on. I live in Washington State, and it is a source of comedy for me. Really? So I just couldn't help myself. <laughs> yeah, tell us about it a little bit. Well, it, it's kind of a cult phenomenon up here. Um, I, if, if I were going to make any claim, it would be the claim against the um, – I, I would be on the opposite side, obviously – um, I do not believe in it one, one bit, and I've got probably a million and one arguments against the idea. But one of the things that I have seen with individuals up here, it's a lot of confirmation bias. They, they, they seek out only what they want to be that information, but completely disregard anything that conflicts. Right. And these people spend an enormous amount of financial assets, time, uh, et cetera, and even risk their own safety to find this ethereal boogeyman of the woods. And I, I just couldn't help but myself, as I said, but to call in and you know, just see if you guys wanted to talk about that. If not, if you wanted to go back to the claims, by all means. <laughs> well, I mean, we're, uh, yeah, we're pretty much all on the same page here. Um, so I don't know that there's much we can challenge or go into. Uh, I don't know. What are your thoughts, Martin? Yeah, no, I just, I just appreciate you calling in with your, uh, perspective on, um, yeah, a little, little, uh, for you there. Um, no, on, on, uh, Washington and how, you know, it has a cult following up there. Like it's just uh, many people from there. So, yeah. Yeah. And uh, for those, oh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a whole tourist industry. <laughs> I believe it. Same thing with the chupacabra down in uh, down in Mexico, and also New Mexico and Texas and all Dude, the border states. That's what I need to find someone to call who believes in the chupacabra. That would be interesting. Yes, I've never gotten to talk about that. <laughs> that would be. I had a uh, when back so, when I lived in New Mexico, I had a coworker who he didn't believe in the chupacabra, but he would use the word jokingly, like he would refer to things as chupacabras, like customers sometimes, or like you know annoying tasks, like got to go deal with that chupacabra over there, you know. But anyway, that's There's about as far as another one in Hispanic lore that I know about because I grew up in Los Angeles. It's the Wailing Woman. That's another one that I know uh, that is very popular in uh, in folklore. Uh, it, it, it goes along the lines of a woman, uh, that hunts, I think it's maybe either the Rio Grande or one of the rivers down there, uh, along the Mexican border. And effectively it, she drowns misbehaving children or something along those lines. It's, it's quite a dark tale, but a lot of people believe that one. Right. 
Yeah, well, hopefully we can just, Daniel, all three of us, continue to promote healthy and positive skepticism. So, uh, yeah, uh, if I can make a shameless plug on that. Oh, please go um, ahead. On AAPN, there is a video Ooh, tell what, that I did. Tell it was what one AAPN of the first, is, though. first videos that we ever had. Uh, yeah, you know, with a network that you guys are. Oh, I know. Ever, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm trying to get you time. to say it for the audience. So they know what oh, you're talking about. Oh, against the scientific nonsense. If, if you guys are not watching it on this platform, there is, Ethan does broadcast uh, his shows also to Atheists Against Pseudoscientific Nonsense on uh, on Facebook. So it's it's a large page. It's completely dedicated to debunking nonsensical claims. Um, so there is a video pretty much on the subject of the psychology behind our belief in Bigfoot that I did is very campy. I did it in the intentional way of the whole Leonard Nimoy uh, style of the seventies. So it's funny. It's cringy. It's, it's something that I think you all can enjoy. Awesome. Well, we'll definitely uh, take a look at it. And if you send me the uh, uh, video on Facebook, I'd be happy to put it in, in the, in the description of the video. Sure. Yeah. I'll send it to you. Uh, awesome. I'll just PM it to you. Sweet. Thanks for calling Daniel. Yeah, no problem, guys. All right. Have a good one. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Well, sweet. Yeah, for those that don't know, we are now broadcasting to the Atheist Against Pseudo uh, Science page, which is awesome. And to everyone watching on that page, thank you so much. Uh, we're also live on YouTube at youtube.com slash Atheist. I'd also like to take a second to... Thank my uh, top-tier patrons, Jonathan Friedel, Cindy Plaza, Kenneth Leonard, Kathy Leto, Jump and Shoot, Ian, Oz, Philip Leach, and Caitlin Beyond. All of you are awesome. And if you like what we do, consider becoming a patron for as low as $1 a month. Additionally, we have a big fundraiser coming up, which I have to plug. But instead of plugging it, what I'll do is I will just show you the short video clip so you can see everybody that is involved in this awesome night. As you can see, February 4th is the year anniversary of this channel, and we will be raising as much money as we can for recovering from religion. And we have got all those great guests. It's going to be a jam-packed three-hour night with over 30 atheist and Christian YouTubers. Martin, 
So there's a downfall to not having a screener right now. I have a bunch of calls, but I need to actually screen two of them first. So can you vamp for just <laughs> one minute while I mute and uh, oh man and call screen for myself? What are we going to talk about, folks? I don't know. This is all you. <laughs> oh, man. Don't put me on the spot like this, Ethan. That's not fair. Oh man, I need you to cover. Come on. What bro. am I supposed to talk about? Can we talk about talk socialism? About just what, talk about proper skepticism. All right, let's talk about proper skepticism. <laughs> chat lags about five seconds behind me. So if you have anything that you want me to talk about in chat. Oh, you know what? I know how to vamp. I'll get my cat. That's what I'll do. He's right behind me. He's great. He loves to be held. So this is Woodhouse for everybody who hasn't met him. He's a very good boy. He's six years old. He has been comfy this whole time. Oh man, Kenneth wanted to hear about socialism. Well, socialism, Kenneth, is when the government does stuff, in case you weren't aware. Um, no, I'm just kidding. That's the, uh, that's the Fox News version of it. Talk about how you hate Twitter. Yeah, so I hate people on Twitter. I don't hate Twitter itself, but I also feel like short-form communication in general like kind of ruins discourse. Um, the same way I'd rather have a phone call with somebody than um, just to send a text message. Uh, I would also rather be able to send them more than 280 or whatever characters, whatever the limit is now, uh, because that's a little, that's a little short. Uh, I don't think we can have a meaningful conversation. And then if you want to send somebody a longer message, you have to send them multiple tweets, giving them multiple notifications. And if you're trying to argue with them, that's just going to annoy them probably. So yeah, I just don't think it's, uh, it's very intuitive to discourse. I didn't say Twitter was bad, best name ever. I just said that people are bad on Twitter and here's the reason why. My short-term memory is a bit sketchy. All right, ready? Like an Etch-a-Sketch. That's too bad, Seraphim. I'm sorry to hear that. All right, let's go, Ethan. Thank you. Yeah, next week, Martin will be call screening for me. Oh, wait, was it next week? Yeah, yeah, next week, Martin will be call screening for me. Uh, all right, Pedro, you are on with Ethan and Martin. How are you? Good. How about you guys? Well, thank you. Um, I understand you want to talk about a, a wailing woman. Yeah, so uh, just wanted to touch up on the last call that I heard from Washington. Um, so I'm actually from Mexican descent um, and from the area that the wailing woman is supposedly from. Um, <laughs> because all of Mexico likes to claim that it's from their area. That's really? La, La Llorona. Is that, is that correct? Sorry to cut you off. I just... Is that the name or uh, what's, what's so the I'm name? Mexico, Mexico. And basically, no matter what part of Mexico you go to, everybody is going to say that they're from their, that the, that La Llorona is from their small river uh, or their lake in Mexico. Mm. <laughs> so gotcha. what is, if you could, just so everyone listening knows in a quick, like 30 seconds or less, what is the Wailing Woman? So the Wailing Woman was a lady from the 1700s um, who was married and had two kids and her husband was caught cheating on her and as revenge for her husband cheating she took her kids to the river and she drowned them 
Um, and basically, after she had drowned them, she felt horrible, and she ended up drowning herself. And the curse from God was that she would walk upon Earth by herself looking for her kids the rest of her life. So now she walks around all the rivers in Mexico looking for kids by, that were themselves to drown them and take them with her and give their souls to God. That sounds horrible. Did you say drown them? It is very horrible. Like it, uh, the... Yeah. Wow. So do you think the Wailing Woman is uh, well, a horrible story, by the way, but do you think it's true? Um, I think it's a possibility that it was true a very long time ago. And my mother has told me some stories about her and that there was a lot of people in her ranch in Mexico that had firsthand experiences with her, not being touched, but seeing her. And the other thing about her is that she walks around crying and she says, uh, where are my kids? my kids, my kids. So you can hear her and you see a white figure and you can hear her crying around the river. Um, so there's a lot of in the past experiences with that happening. But as of I know, in the last 20 years, um, there, there hasn't been as many. So when you say you think it's possible on a scale of one to 10, how confident are you that, that this story is true? Um, I would say maybe like a six. Because I don't want to say 100% for sure, but I think a long time ago, you know, stories could have been made up and then people see things there once in a while and they'll pass with it. But at the same time, uh, th there was a lot of uh, history behind this lady and who she was because she was from a very powerful family in Mexico in the 1700s. So do you think it's now I don't know the history or the truth, like if, if uh, truth to the original story, but is it possible that maybe there was this this wailing woman who was not a supernatural being and being and just did horrific things and then the story of her doing those horrific things carried on into it being something supernatural so um one of the things about it is it is a true story about everything that happened um there's documentation of who the lady was and she killed her she did kill her kids but the part of where it becomes into she's a supernatural being that still walks Mexico, that's where it starts to turn into a mysterious thing and, and, and it might be false there. Okay. But as long as the story itself from the beginning, that was all true and it is all documented because like oh, I said, yeah. it's very powerful family in Mexico. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with you there that it's entirely possible that that person existed. I just don't think that um, a spirit has come back to haunt any particular river or anything like that. I think that probably a collection of just, you know, cultural interchange, I guess I'll say, between small communities, all pre-internet, of course, you know, and back in the 17 and the 18 and even then most of the 1900s was no internet. Um, and, uh, and that's just kind of how these, how these myths get propagated. Um, and that's, and that's also the thing is like, I don't, I don't have a problem with story time like that. Like it's cool to study these, these stories and see, you know, what people believed and why, but also at the same time, I don't, you know, I'm not a huge fan of propagating them in the sense of like, this is actually true, you know? Right. I get you. I was just, um, like I said, I, I am a believer in ghosts myself. Um, so that's why I can still kind of see how, it would be possible because there's documentation that that actually did happen. Um, but as far as it getting to the point where we're in 2021 and she's still doing that when that happened back in the 1700s, um, at that point you're starting to get to 
it's it's not very believable anymore. People say that they saw it yesterday. Well, let me ask you this: why Why do you believe in ghosts? Is there a specific incident that happened? Um, I've had a lot of incidents in my life, um, in different places that I've lived, um, where I've I've personally seen ghosts. Um, in a house that we lived in in Chicago when I was growing up, um, we had a lot of incidents where my uh, room would get totally torn up and the walls would be scratched up and I would wake up scratched up. Um, and that's un- at the end of the day, that's why we ended up moving from the house. Okay. Um, and I actually met you, Ethan, because um, I'm a Romeville resident. And um, one of the times in Romeville as well, about five years ago, I was actually pulled off my bed um, at about two in the morning when I was on the phone with somebody. Um, my leg was dangling off the bed and I was also pulled off while that happened. Um, so I, I have a lot of reasons to believe for ghosts personally. I, I didn't know we knew each other for one. Um, <laughs> so I just, um, I just seen you around the Facebook on, on Romeo. Oh yeah. I can, I can be pretty <laughs> obnoxious on that page. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, let me ask you this when my brain starts working again, give me one second. Okay. So, uh, like for instance, I, when I would have, have, have seizures, I would, or sorry, when I would have absent seizures, I would wake up in, in different positions and I, I, I could probably, I, I guess, why would that be in my scenario? Why would I believe something supernatural over a natural explanation? Like for example, what if you have, have sleep apnea or uh, what's it called uh, when you walk in, walk in sleep, your sleep? Sleepwalking. <laughs> sleepwalking. I thought there was a term for it, like sleepwalking. Oh, there might be a term for it. Sorry. <laughs> when you walk in your sleep. Oh, yeah. Sleepwalking. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I guess I need a brain bug in the comments. You usually always know this. So uh, let us know what the term of that is. But how do you know it's something supernatural and not something completely natural happening? Uh, what, what experience were you talking about when it came to that? Uh, um, like, for instance, when you got I, pulled I off the bed. What was it again? When you got pulled off the bed. Um, well, I wasn't asleep for that scenario. I was fully awake. Um, I, was, I was just up uh, talking to a friend of mine probably about one thirty-two in the morning just on the phone and one of my legs or both my legs were just hanging off the bed so i was like semi on the bed semi off um and i just remember feeling a force grab one of my legs and pull me completely off well that would be kind of scary have you yeah, ever been it was pulled, very scary have you ever been pulled off the bed martin i have not actually i, I like I used to wake up like from the seizures, I would like wake up in new places or be on the couch like that. That shit would screw me up. Like I'd be, yeah, it's crazy. Bad. Yeah. It's just, it, it it's wild. And so I would, I don't know. I always try to err on the side of a natural explanation before I jump to a supernatural one. Yeah. And that's, that's ultimately the, I want I was going to say the skeptical position, but it's not it's not the entirety of the skeptical position, but it is kind of the effect of the skeptical position is to want to start with a, a, a more natural explanation. And when I say natural, I mean, like if ghosts were real, would they not be part of the natural world? 
Like, this natural supernatural line doesn't necessarily exist until we can start to prove things on the other side of the line, and then the line will become blurred. I mean, absolutely um, proof. I've always kind of just looked at it like we, we die as human beings, and whether or not there is an afterlife or heaven or hell or however people want to explain it, um, I mean, I, I just feel like our forces have to go somewhere. I, I, I've always been a person to, you know, I don't think we just die and, and that's just it. I feel like our forces or our energy has to, has to go somewhere. I don't think it's, I don't think that's it. Why not? Do you, oh, oh. sorry, go ahead. Martin, what was Martin, please. Uh, Martin, go ahead. No, no. Um, I, I go ahead and address the why not question. Like, why do you, why do you not believe the, the opposite? Um, I mean, from a, if we're looking at it from like a regular point, I mean, this is kind of like the point of not wanting to die and not wanting to accept that like when it's over, it's it and that it's over with and we don't get another shot, I guess is probably the main point of it. But, you know, I mean, there's so many different stories out there and so many different religions and everybody has their own gods that you start to get to the point where all of them include an afterlife. So it just gets to the, like, I just feel like it's at a point where, you know, something has to be there. Um, and th there's got to be something else after this life is over. I disagree that that's anything to indicate that something has to be there. If if everybody claimed the sky was, you know, green and not blue, that that wouldn't change the nature of what color the sky is. Um, the claims don't necessarily indicate any truth value. When I when I look at all the different religions and the claims of the afterlife, I agree with you. People are are afraid of dying. Uh, however, I think that the fear of dying is instilled by the religion, not and also just kind of as a function of being alive. I mean, it's our it's our innate um, drive to reach uh, uh, what's the word uh, homeostasis. I think would be the technical word, but you know, it's we have a desire to eat independent of wanting to eat. Like our bodies just want to eat. It's a thing that happens. So somewhere in between right. there and our intellectual capacity is to very developed mammals compared to all other mammals. Um, people just kind of tried to fill in the blanks with their best guess. And people's best guess is just that, a guess. I don't think that there's any indication of an afterlife or a soul, and I, I have yet to see one. Um, and I'm not talking about a scientific proof like uh, um, like they tried to when they were weighing dead bodies, like people are as they were dying or something, which was, if you look at the actual details of the, the test, they were ambiguous at best. Um, I'm just talking about anything, you know, any sort of um, like spectral analysis or something like that to 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 document a soul. But really, I think that if humans have souls, and if we know where the human souls go, do you think the animals' souls go there as well? Like this all just kind of falls apart when you look at the the broad spectrum that life is. Why would it just be special to humanity? Oh, I mean, that's the thing where, like I said, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, so many religions talk about it, and but nobody's really sure. I mean, there's no proof of an afterlife. But Agreed. I agree I, with you. There I, is no proof of an afterlife. Just wanting to, to believe that, you know, it's not, you know, because religion teaches our whole life there's going to be something after this. And just wanting to think myself, there's, there's got to be something else after this. It can't just be it.
So let me ask you uh, one last question for you, Pedro. How important mm -hmm. is truth to you? What was that again? How important is truth to you? Um, I think everybody deserves to know the truth at any point. I mean, um, I think it's one of the most important things that you can do is is not hold secrets and, and tell anybody, no matter what the truth is, the truth is always the most important thing. So would you rather believe a painful truth or a comforting lie? A painful truth. Agreed. So that, that's and agreed. And that's kind of what drove me into my acceptance of there not being an afterlife because for most of my life, I believed there was an afterlife and I wanted there to be an afterlife. And I still want there to be an afterlife. Like, I don't want this to end. Like, I would love to see people who have passed on again to get more information, to have access to all the secrets of the universe. But for, for me, I can never let that want supersede my truth-seeking faculties. And, and that's at least why I don't accept an afterlife because I guess additionally I do everything I can to focus on this life. Like this in my eyes, Pedro is our last chance, my last chance to do as much as I can for this world. I'm not going to get a second chance. So I want to do everything I can to help everyone. Yeah, I agree completely. That's why I'm that's why I'm doing this uh, kind of outreach, um, both on the nonprofits and uh, uh, Ethan is gracious enough to find me valuable enough to put on camera. I don't know why, but I'm sure he's got a reason. Uh, but yeah, that's that's why I'm doing this is because I, I not just be not just for my own knowledge, but also for that. But also because I just I want to make sure that we we agree on the reality that we live in, because if we don't agree on the same reality, then how can we agree on anything that stems from that reality? Like we have to live on the same planet together. We, there is no other option at this point. I mean, we can talk about, you know, Mars or whatever, but that's not going to happen in our lifetimes. And if it does, we're just going to be workers up there. Let's be real. I mean, that would be so cool if it did happen. If we need to vamp, if we need to vamp at any point, you and I can talk about that. That would be exciting, but we actually have a, a bunch of callers. So, awesome. Pedro, uh, hopefully I'll see you around the room. We have a residence page some more, and I, I appreciate you taking the time to call in and share your experiences with us. Yeah, thanks for being here. No problem. Thank you guys for giving me a chance, and I hope you guys have a great day and a good night and a great show. You too. You thanks, too. Pedro. Thank you. Oh, Thank that's you awesome. Bye-bye. Dude, it. I love when people find the show because of my relentless posting and like randomness everywhere that makes me so happy you are you are very good at networking i will give you give you that for sure like <laughs> it is it's not even um it's not even like you're targeting it in any specific direction you're just trying to cast a wide net and it's it's catching people so it's good keep doing it well, that's like i these are the conversations i want to have like if you look at last yeah. week so you can see I'm so frustrated because the entire thing was philosophical jargon where this, this is everyday people calling to share their stories. And those are the people I want to talk to. Not so much how you know what you know, when you know why you know how you know. Right. I want to uh, know why you know, but I don't want to know what Kant said about what you don't know. <laughs> <laughs>
I would agree. And I'm not trying to shame philosophers here. It's just at, at times it's a little much, at least for Agreed. me. Agreed. Um, all right, cool. Uh, we should, where did the caller go? Did the, uh... Okay. Uh, sorry. I don't want to say your name, even though it says it on the caller ID. It says you want to talk nature and consciousness. What's your name? Uh, uh, Lucifer. And what okay. do you want to talk about? Feels like to lose uh, agency, free will, like what it feels like to lose agency. Yeah, to go through a psychosis. Um, yeah. What do you mean by that? Like free will and the. <clears throat> So I got a schizo, effective diagnosis. Um, we're kind of therapy here. All right. So yeah, yeah, I've been, I know what it means to experience a psychosis and to know, like, I have magical implications of metaphysics. I, I don't know. I can work a fucking full-time job. And, you know, pay rent and shit, but, like, I need to be redefining religion. Shit, I'm high. So what are your, um, what are your uh, views on religion? So let's, if we well, could, let's... Right, let me back up. I Sorry. don't want to define myself by my mental illness, but I would say I am a Taoist. At best, <laughs> um, I'm actually not familiar with what a Taoist is. Yeah, fill us in. No, okay. You want me to hang out? What? No, I said fill us in as to what a Taoist is. Oh, uh, Taoist. So, uh, all right. Essentially, we have a paraconsistent. Um, Oh my God, you're actually responding to me. Yeah, no, we have a paraconsistent fucking uh, assessment of logic. Um, so the law of identity doesn't hold true. Well, I mean, it does. Wait, okay, sorry, go ahead. Now, how, because how, because fucking, all right, so look at Trump. Right, we need to teach these motherfucking kids logic. How early Agreed. can it be done? These are the studies that need to be done. <laughs> All right. So, so, so you yeah, said paraconsistent. Me, can you just elaborate on that real quick? Um, what is a paraconsistent? Okay. All right. So the way that can be named is not the eternal way. That's like the first paragraph of the Tao Te Ching which is um, the religion of Taoism or Taoism. There's mm -hmm. are, there are, you know, ethnic definitions uh, of the same fucking ethnological. It's a Zen. It's a Zen. Before Buddhism, like, traveled to Japan, like it was Zen. <sighs> That's the other language for it. Hey, 
Okay, so it's a hypnagogic state. That's how you do your real quick. So I, I, I did hear you say you're high, and that's totally cool because I get high all the time. But uh, I'm going to ask you all to right. call back when you're not as high, please. I, I missed it when he said okay. that. That, well, that explains a lot. No, of the... well, here, here's, no, I want to talk to you exactly. No, I agree. Um, but I want you to do some background research on the hypnagogic state before I call back. Tomorrow? You want to talk tomorrow? We'll, we'll be back next week. Because I can talk to my brother tomorrow. Yeah, we'll next be back week? next uh, Tuesday okay. at 7 p.m. Central Time. I want you to talk to my army brother though. All right. Yeah, have him give us a call. We'll we'll be we're here every single Tuesday from 7 to about 8:39 p.m. Central Time. So, yeah. Yeah, where does that correlate with Korea where I, or Japan where I am right now? All so right, the so time you're, so the wait, show started I think you're like a year behind me so, or an hour behind me. Such so, The show started an hour and a half ago, so just whatever time it is by you right now. Um, minus one hour and a half and give us a call uh, next week. Thank you, Lucifer. Bro, I wish I was like a year. January 2020 was the shit in comparison. I was employed. I, I mean, I'm employed now, but not in the same sort of work. Yeah, I wish I could be a year behind. Um, And hey, by the way, I, I, I'm definitely not shaming anybody who, who, who gets high. Again, I get high all the time. And you're welcome to call when high, as, as long as we can keep the conversation focused. Damn it, Band-Aid. Band-Aid's scratching on the door. Hang on. I think the time differential is more than a few hours between here and there. <laughs> All right. Ready to get to uh, our next caller? Oh, yeah. Let's go. James, I understand you may have evidence for God. Is that correct? Evidence for God. Yeah. Huh. That's why you sent me a message. You want me to prove God on the call. Um, or angels. Uh, I can say safely that anything supernatural. That that's probably really. not going to happen. Um, I would say that uh, my evidence for God that I use typically is the Bible, personal revelation, and like the Kalam argument, argument from contingency. Uh, there's a lot of things that have convinced me that God exists, but. I guess uh, a side question would be, what would be compelling evidence for you? I would say it's it's hard to say for one, but I would like to think him communicating with me and multiple people simultaneously so I could rule out that it's in my own head. Mm, um, that's a good one. Him showing up in front of me or, as I just said, like multiple people, mm -hmm. something uh, or a way where if I prayed to said God, I could get answers, but I could get continued and reliable answers. And one of my friends recently compared like psychics and talking to God to like a radio. If, if that radio was consistently on at all times, that I would consider more reliable, but not this like spotty AM, you get the occasional word here and there. Mm, that's well, another, uh, that's another great example. Using the radio analogy, um, if you think about it like this, uh, the channel for God is consistently on. But when I talk to a lot of people, um, they're either not aware the channel exists or they're not interested in going to even see if that channel exists. So it's like, um, 
it's fine to lack a belief in God's existence, and I'll use whatever definition of atheist that particular person wants to use that's talking to me. But for example, I've never said that, hey, I believe something that doesn't exist unless I've actually taken the time to consider the possibility. Uh, I'll give you an example, just a real kind of life application. If I tell you there's a building and that building has a big purple sign that says buy one, get one free on donuts. Now, if, if you don't even believe that it's possible that there's a building with buy one, get one free donuts, then you're actually not even going to invest in taking time to look for it. I mean, why would you? Well, I right, think, but we can see the building. Well, okay. Yeah. Not only you that. You can take a photo and show me like that's not. Wait, yeah, but, but you're, you're assuming so, that... Even if I describe to you... Ethan Ethan and I grew up as Christians. I, oh. I don't know if you're aware of that. Um, I believed until I was about 19 going on 20. Um, it was actually kind of in the middle of a giving a church sermon at a contemporary worship service that I, I really... My faith was shaken. Um, Ethan, I don't know your story. Uh, until but I was about 32. Yeah, Ethan believed in God until he was about 32. So it's not it's not like we've started with this belief. It's actually something that we've come to accept after examining the evidence further. Well, so here's the question when we always run into this, because it typically it's, it's an appeal to past Christianity, which is fine. You are saying you're a former Christian. I have no reason to upfront reject uh, your claim that you went to church and that you participated in those things, I don't think that would even be fair or conducive. But so from that, then you must have lots of reasons to then assert that God doesn't exist, right? Well, well I didn't I, assert I, that God doesn't exist. I just, that God that is claimed in Christianity, I don't think that the evidence is um, solid enough to be worthy of believing in. But you would have us. You would have a standard for that because if you if you were a Christian and you started seeing all these holes and you were at a sermon and your faith became shattered. No, I was giving. I was giving was. a sermon. I was the one delivering it. Mm -hmm. And and you I realized within that sermon you were giving. As a, as a public speaker, I realize I don't believe fully what I'm saying right now, and I need to examine it further before I continue to say it. Yes, and that's, that's fair. But so doubt is not uh, necessarily examining the evidence and finding out contrary evidence that now disproves what you previously believed. So, for example, well, you I didn't can find any contrary evidence. What that. I. What I looked at was I looked at the Bible and I found that there is nothing to corroborate the supernatural events that the Bible claims. The only thing that we can corroborate in the Bible is that Egypt is a place or Palestine is a place or Mount Sinai is a place. Like, yeah, those are all places. And I'm sure that there was an itinerant preacher, preacher named Yeshua who lived in, in and around uh, Bethlehem and Nazareth. I don't question any of that. But whether or not he's the son, son of God, I think that would need more than one book documenting it to be worthy of belief. So I hear what you're saying, but that's not really, that's just saying, hey, I had this deeply held worldview, and now I'm questioning everything about that worldview. But I'm not, not questioning really like it. I, I'm not questioning it intentionally. Sure. I, I, 
I was just curious about certain things about the Bible, and the, the more I dug, the less I found. So why? So I think I think maybe you're mishearing me, and I, I, I apologize. I don't okay. want it to get like a hostile conversation. No, just, oh no, I'm sorry. I, I come off I, that way. I'm just, I just have claws. I'm a big cuddly <laughs> kitty, I promise. I'm just trying to be, just trying to have a conversation. So please go ahead. So just normally, like when I, when I talk to atheists and I'm um, like, I want to be as charitable as possible. And so I don't want to like, just start reading the Bible verse where it says you've hidden this and unrighteousness and, you know, God's turning you over to a reprobate mind because that conversation is not going to get anywhere and you're going to hang up the phone. Fair, so fair there's enough. There's got to be like a conducive way that <laughs> I we mean, can I'm not, I'm not going to hang up. I'm not going to hang up necessarily. I'm just going to ask you who wrote that and why I should believe them. My actually, well, my... we can definitely talk about who wrote the Bible, but that would be a side conversation because I'm, I'm very curious. And um, from your perspective, when you started to question your faith. Yeah. And you're like, I see all these questions, but doubting it and saying, hey, I'm not sure if this is true, is not necessarily a foundation to where you could tell others that this is not true. All you could say from the way you're describing your atheism is that I'm not accepting Christianity, but I'm not going to give you a rational basis that Christianity is false. So No, we, we don't need a rational basis that anything is false. All things are false until they're proven true. That's just the nature of how no, things all, are. All things, all things are, um, if you're looking at a proposition and you're not taking a position on it, and this would be philosophical for just a moment, right. you would be agnostic to the proposition. You're not saying it's true or false. Sure. You're, just, you're there, not middle, but you're not really taking it. So if you are, a, if you are now uh, inserting that there are elements of Christianity that are false and there are elements of Christianity that don't comport with reality, then you do have a justification within the conversation. Walking on water does not comport with reality. Yeah, and we can definitely talk about the walking on water. You, so, you keep saying example, that we can talk about it, though, but I'm giving you specific examples of how the book doesn't comport with reality. So I'm answering your question. You just keep kicking the can. I didn't kick the can. I said we could talk about walking on water, sir. I don't know okay. what part of kicking the can you thought was happening. I get, though, that kicking the can can be kind of a catchphrase when you get kind of backed into a corner a little bit in these conversations. And I don't mean to try to pin you down. Maybe we should get to know each other first before I, uh, um, before we have like a deeper conversation on it. Normally, I hang out with the the guys on the EA show, Justin Dowling. Yeah, Justin's an awesome um, dude. I honestly don't yeah, know many I people know in this I community outside of like AXP and then Ethan's shows. So I'm I'm new here. Let me try gotcha. and direct this conversation just a little bit. Uh, James, why do you no. think the Bible is true? Um, so, uh, for example, lots of reasons. I've studied out the historicity of it. Um, a book I'll recommend for anybody who wants to just kind of get um, a baseline overview, but it's really good. It's Evidence that Demands a Verdict by um, Josh McDowell um, and his father. 
uh, really good. It talks about um, how the Bible was handled. It talks about um, how the church canonized the writings. Um, it introduces characters that I had never necessarily heard of from just reading the Bible, like Polycarp. Um, it introduces like that he lived uh, around 100 AD, died like 150 AD-ish, I think. And then you start getting um, more information about how this text was preserved. And then from that, I can develop a historicity on it. And then the other thing is um, I've had semi-supernatural experiences, but now those would necessarily be personal revelations, so they can't um, be articulated as evidence to pass on to you guys, though, unfortunately. So let me ask you this. It sounds like you said, uh, like, and I don't want to misrepresent you, but it sounds like you, you essentially said that the Bible is true because another book talks about it being true. No, I was just trying in a very, very short period of time because I didn't have much time to convey that I've uh, dug into the history of the Bible and I've looked into a lot of things and I can cite a lot of sources that have given me great confidence in the Bible. Okay, I, I hear you on that. Um, can we, so you, I said... <laughs> Walking on water doesn't comport with reality. And then you said we can talk about that. And then we got off on a side topic. So I'd like to jump back to that point. Let's talk about walking well, on water. Um, so well, I think if I just play that back to my mind, I said we could talk about it. Then you accused me of kicking the can. No, but I'm trying to move past that because I don't want to accuse you of anything. That's I like literally I'm trying to fast forward past the point where I might have upset you and get back to the topic at hand. Already. So so let's talk about it. What happened when Jesus walked on water? And is is it I mean, being in one book? Is that a good reason to believe that it happened? Sorry, my wife just sent me a text. She needs mortgage information. All right, we can we can let you go. Yeah, I mean, if you want to talk later, yeah, that's fine, man. You can always call back. We're here. Maybe maybe next time our conversation will go a little bit better. All right. I um, think our conversation went well, but if I if I was... Oh, I'm sorry. I, I was going to say, if I'm off-putting at all, it's not intentional. I'm, I'm just a little short sometimes, and that's just how I am. But, yeah. Martin just likes to stick to the facts and get to the point as quickly as possible. But he definitely was not trying to be rude by any uh, capacity. Well, I can appreciate sticking to the facts, but um, I think next time will be better. Um, but anyway, have a good show, guys. All right. Thanks, James. Thanks, Hope you have Thanks for calling. Take care. Well, come on, Martin. Why you got to be so rude to everyone? I know. I'm a dick. It's fine. <laughs> I'm, I'm over it. <laughs> uh, um. Uh, anyways, let's get to our, I, I'm going to, this audio may or may not be good. Uh, I'm going to try it and we'll see what happens. Carolina, can you hear us? Um, I can hear you guys. Are you hearing me fine? Nope. It's still cutting out. Go ahead and uh, try saying something. No. Uh, 
Um, do you believe that the conspiracy theory from uh, The Simpsons that Matt Browning had a time machine? That that who had a time and machine? No, oh. it it crapped out. Darn it! So I've noticed that with call in studio, the web calls, the quality is not as good. Well, that's the thing is some people are talking into the, like literally their MacBook or their Chromebook microphone, um, which is just kind of an ambient mic that's uh, mounted right above the screen, you know, but it picks up 180 degrees. Essentially, it doesn't just go directly forward. So. All right. There there is one more caller, but Martin, I'm going to need you to vamp again just so I can verify. Oh, that. man. No, nah, just yeah. throw them on, man. Just throw them on. Let's let's do it. Dude, I I can't risk something like whoa, something like just wild. Right. Like what if they come in with some Nazi shit and you get demonetized? I get it. You don't well, want that. I'm not even technically monetized yet cuz YouTube's taking oh. forever. Um okay, give me one second. Just uh All right. What do you think? So, uh I want to just reach out to everybody and say that if you find what we're doing here to be at all beneficial, um this is an expanding community and all people are welcome um that's including theists like if you just want to help out and like call screen for a show like this please volunteer send ethan a message we could use as many people as possible because we want to do outreach we want to communicate with people we want to get different perspectives i am I, and to be clear i'm not mad at anybody who called in tonight this is just how i talk to people and it can be a little off-putting but i like to get to the point and so, yeah, here we are. And Ethan, please come back, because I suck at vamping. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, he's still... Oh, I didn't realize you could hear me. I'm just talking shit over here. Don't mind me. Where's Woodhouse? Seraphim says my internet doesn't work well enough for that. Honestly, you need a good cell phone connection more than you need a good internet connection for call screening purposes. Right. Okay, so the last call, unfortunately, even though it would have been a good call, the quality was not good. So we're not going to be able to take it. I hear so, that. Anyways, Martin, what do you got going on? Uh, uh, coming up, I'm going to be on the nonprofits, not this Sunday, but the following Sunday. Uh, we haven't even recorded the episode yet, but uh, that's just the schedule as it sits. So I guess I could give people a date. Let me pull up my calendar real quick. So that's not the 31st, but you should watch on the 31st as well. But I will be on there again on the 7th of February. Um, I'm also going to be on Ethan's show again in two weeks, question mark? Uh, weeks, yeah. Something Here, like actually, that. I should pull up the perspective schedule so everyone knows who, who we got coming up. We've got some new people uh, joining the rotation, which I'm pretty excited about. So uh, next week is going to be... Now, okay, there is a small possibility that uh, there may not be. No, I'm not even going to talk about it. Anyways, uh, Brain Bug will be back next week. Um, the week after that, the 9th, is going to be Kenneth Leonard and Jenna Belk, which is going to be an awesome combination. Then the 16th, we've got Brain Bug and newcomer Cirrus the Skeptic. And then the 23rd, we got Katie Montgomery and myself. So we've got, oh, and then again, is it March 9th is going to be Puck and Martin. That's going to be fun. I'm looking yeah, forward so to that we're one. Trying to, you know, we've got a bunch of friendly hosts trying to rotate, uh, you know, different people in. 
uh, get as many voices as we can out there. You know, friendly atheists, of course. Um, we're not here to Always. tell you how wrong you are, um, even though we do think you're wrong. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Sorry. That's that's something that I try to do, though, is I try to look for points of agreement, especially in this yes. in today's show. Um, you notice how, like, the times when I cut off the first two callers, it was only to agree with them on certain things and then go from there. Because I don't disagree that they believe those things. I'm certain that they believe them. But I just disagree that the things that they believe are actually true. Right. Um, and, and that's the thing. You know, I, I want to learn. I want to hear your claim. I want to hear why you believe what you believe. And just remember, when we ask you questions, questions are not an attack. They're just that. They are questions. We are trying to get to the truth. And I know sometimes, like, when I used to be on the other side of the fence and people would ask me certain questions, it would be very triggering to me. And it would be hard to uh, recognize the fact that attacking or like going after someone's belief is not the same as going after the person individually. So for example, while exactly. I won't necessarily say, hey, your belief is stupid. If I say your belief is stupid, I'm not saying you're stupid as a person. They're two very different things. Um, anyways, uh, thank you again to the patrons. I appreciate everyone uh, watching. Uh, if you're looking for your breakaway from regular atheist content, this Thursday at 9 p.m., Hannah Vaughn and I host a show called The Pickup Line, where we talk dating, relationships, and sex. And I forgot the topic for this Thursday, so you'll have to tune in. And then uh, just a short reminder, February 4th is the year anniversary of the channel. We're doing a fundraiser for Recovering from Religion. We have so many great guests like Dr. Daryl Ray, Seth Andrews, Kenneth Leonard, Jenna Belk, Vila Bianca, Eric Murphy, Aaron Ra, the Genetically Modified Skeptic, uh, Dan Jacob, uh, there's just so many people. So anyways, uh, thank you, everyone. I hope you have a safe and wonderful evening and be skeptical. Agreed.